Welcome to Woke World with Rogan Josh and Hanekdote. Reconstructing your typical brother-sister conversation. Alright, welcome back to Woke World, episode 3. Hey. Today's topic is women, again in the broad sense. We like having a broad topic because then we can branch off and talk about whatever, whatever we want under that. I always talk about women, but it's Women's History Month, so... Yeah, that as well. That's important. So it's Women's History Month. Obviously, it should be Women's History Year. Every, Am I wrong? Every day is Women's <laughs> women's History yeah, that's, Making. Yeah, that's probably a better way of saying it. But um, the world doesn't work like that. So it is Women's History Month, and we thought it would be apt to talk about women. Um, starting off by saying, how are you feeling, Han? I'm a woman, and I'm feeling all right, yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, so what's happened for you, very, very briefly, that's made you feel a particular way this month? Well, I'm making good progress on my big embroidery for my prize, which I'm putting my soul into. Yeah. And also, this embroidery that I did recently of IMDDB, because um, she looked banging on at the Brit Awards. Yeah. Um, so I embroidered, um, embroidered her, and I really didn't like it, and mum... Mum forced me to post it online, yeah. like a couple of days later, because she was like, "What are you doing with that piece?" I was like, "Oh." So I posted it. So IMDb loved it, and then a couple of days later, she asked me if she could use it on her official, like official merch. Mm-hmm. And so she's made a couple, got a couple of samples made, and they look sick. They looked really good. It says hot sauce underneath. Yeah. What, do you do you know the the reason for that? Just um, I'm not sure. Based on her current like. EPs that I've listened to, like, yeah. I don't know if it's referencing those. I feel like it's new music. Okay. I, mean, I was just thinking, because I wondered that as well, like why, why it was hot sauce. Obviously, it's quite a saucy photo. Yeah, so it so could just be that. you can make that link. But, um, Talking of sauce, we're at Nando's. And wait, that, is, that is a segue <laughs> and a, their, and a half. Their zine just came out. The first issue of their zine, Aware, which I can't remember what it means. I think it's a, a, a like a hello or something in in, in South Africa. Okay. Um, but I interviewed Ruben and Ruben Dangor for the first issue and the the series called Art Links and and um, <laughs> we've just had confirmation that <laughs> our means some kind of greeting. Yeah. So yeah, I interviewed Ruben about art and how young people are relating to art and politics. It was a really interesting conversation. So before you even divulge into that, where can you find that podcast? Um, well, the podcast is on Nando's website. I don't know exactly where, probably forward slash aware, because okay. that's where you can order the zine from. Okay. Um, there's loads of amazing UK creatives. Um, Ashley Verse shot the cover, Corrupt Ephemera in there. Yourself is in there? Well, I'm interviewing, but I'm going to be in the next one. Okay. Being interviewed. So it's kind of like a relay race that they have going on. So, um, So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So check that out. You can order a copy online for free. So do that because it's really good. Are you going to ask me how I'm feeling? How you doing, bro? Because uh, hopefully it's like I a care. two-way street. No, I care. Here. I, re- no. I want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. Life isn't exci- as exciting as Hannah is. Hannah's. I mean, is. you say that, but you were at Represent on Friday. Yeah. And I mean, if doing? I was to have a little like proud moment, it would say that I had like my first hour of radio under like live radio under my belt. And which, you should be really proud of yourself for yeah. that. Because it was last minute, and you got thrown in the deep end by Scully. Yeah. And you smashed it. I was locked in, and... Yeah, I mean, me and T.Y. 
Scully should watch out because you and Ty got a lot of, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the word is. Chutzpah. Um, I was going to say chemistry on <laughs> on the airwaves, but <laughs> I think that's the wrong word. But yeah, that was that was a good moment for me. All all good little experience. Good practice and yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's just the slow grind. The podcast is important to me as well, so that's why we're here. And anyway, back to back to women. So. We're going to start off with women that we love. Yeah, some because, shout outs. Yeah, yeah, just some some in depth shout outs. Yeah. First of all, it is our mum. Mum. <laughs> because quite recently, I've realised that you know us being going back to the first episode of the podcast, family favoritism, and kind of being the black sheep. Like because our family unit is solid, and mum is doesn't fit in the box of like what you would stereotype an Asian woman to be. Mm. Because she's kind of out of the box, she um, she's allowed us to be that way, and she's been really strong and kind of independent, yeah, and strong-minded. And I don't, I feel feel like I always knew that, but really recently I've appreciated that you know what we have is really special because we haven't really been confined by like cultural or religious kind of boundaries because mum has didn't really have those because she was kind of a rebel, you know, and she was kind of the outsider. She was just like, well, if these people aren't going to like me, then I need to make sure I like myself. And from there, she's just become this really like strong, independent woman. Open. Yeah. And she's anything. really even grown through, you know, as we've aged. And yeah. she's really, which I really idolise in her because she could be quite stubborn. Yeah. And, and you that's get important that, from- that you can see someone that's so influential in your life, like your mother or your father, to kind of for themselves to break out of their their routine their stubbornness and and that shows you that you 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 can do that as well because i get my stubbornness from mum yeah and i think but i also get quite a lot of laid backness from dad so i guess that could be a combination there that makes me we're a good balance yeah um but also seeing mum primarily like not being so stubborn yeah does have a good impact on us i feel like parenting like you know when you grow up like if parents are like the parents always right it just puts this forced boundary between you where the you know parents aren't always right you have to admit that you're wrong as a human being and just you know that's how you grow and that's how you develop as people and have stronger relationships within your families and with everyone else but you that's really true what you said like seeing someone that you really respect yeah and look up to actually breaking their norms Mm. and you you can then in your mind think okay I can do that and it's it's okay to adapt and change all the time. Yeah. Because some people are set in their ways and that's what causes a lot of problems up and down the country on a political level or on a Family on a mental level, level yeah. like inside your head or throughout the whole world. So there's so many scopes that you can that's kind true. of... I also want to shout out mum because over the weekend she really like helped me with my big project and I'm going to use some of her actual beadwork that she has made with her own creative hands Mm. and I'm going to incorporate into my work so the thought of collaborating with mum in that way makes me really happy so sorry I just I really appreciate her creativity and her brain yeah because that's where I guess I must get it from it's in my blood yeah is do you think creativity is something nurtured or or nature nature or nurtured (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's probably a mixture of both. Okay, that was a very plain answer. Thank Sorry, you. I don't Moving know. <laughs> Serena Williams is someone that I think I picked out, but you were probably going to say as well. I just think she's amazing as a like strong 
black role model, especially in tennis, which is a, I, I guess could be considered quite a white sport. I um, I just saw this like or, video of her doing some kind of dance, oh, yeah. and it basically I don't remember the exact specific dance name. C C C dance. No, you're, this is our oh, this is our whiteness coming out. Oh no, it's, it was <laughs> we a don't C know the name of it. C twist or C twelve. Anyway, the name. Okay, so she did. A, <laughs> shut up. She did a dance move, and it was basically like she just did this dance move on <laughs> on the whitest court in the world, yeah. like in, in celebration. Well, Wimbledon. Basically saying, you know. <laughs> Is that, what we did you search? Serena Williams dancing on court. Just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Josh, you carry on. So, I mean, <laughs> I think I picked out Serena Williams because... Cripwalk. Oh. Cripwalk. Cripwalk. Okay. Cripwalk. 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 Oh okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're just the worst, aren't we? I'm not. You are. I didn't okay. say the name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Doesn't man. matter. So, I picked out Serena Williams just because, again, I'll mention I work for Nike. So... I saw oh, a campaign that video, was so video yeah, and it was just her talking about breaking breaking the mold as a woman, as a mother, uh, as an yeah. athlete, and it was just really inspiring, and you know, not fitting the the body type or the look, but completely bossing it just in every single way. So yeah, that I really I I was inspired by that. If I if I was still playing any sports, it would be tennis. No, I'm just saying I would be oh. inspired if oh, right. I was playing any sport. Oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah. Right, you have another one. Go on. Because I don't actually know who she is. So, okay, educate me on this one. Okay, so the third person that... Well, the second person I'm going to talk about is Faith Ringgold, mm-hmm. who I wrote my dissertation about because she's a really amazing artist who um, was born in in New York and grew up in New York and she made art throughout the civil rights movement and this was a time when women but especially black women were excluded from the art world so she really had to you know take up space and really fight for to be seen her art to be seen um she kind of combined like historical techniques and painting styles with um quilting techniques so she mixed textiles and really traditional really traditional and stereotyped masculine medium such as painting yeah um with textiles which is a lot of the time has been kind of sidelined in the art world well, a lot what, of the mixed w- media just in general or um mixed media for a while like for a, for a long time art was literally just like paintings on a wall and, sculpt- and sculptures, you know okay, what I mean? I so yeah, for a long yeah, time, yeah, that was all art was. So over time, mediums have developed and art has been pushed to all these boundaries. But still to this day, textiles is, I think, excluded from, from art in, in general. I don't know. I feel like I just brain fired there. Cause you asked yeah, but you're talking about, about okay. mixed um, media. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about her because being women, um, International Women's Day the other, the other week... Was it? Yeah. Oh no, I missed that. Oh no, I didn't. No, I was in. I was away. Yeah, I was away, well, and there was a march yeah, in Barcelona. You in, yeah, you came back from Sorry, Brazil yeah. that day. Um, Brazil. <laughs> from Barcelona that day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my alpha meme got recirculated a lot. Yeah. My alpha meme about the exclusion of textiles from from the art world and how it was um, basically excluded because of sexism and classism. So. Um, I just applied for the Royal Academy Summer Show. I didn't 
get in, unfortunately. But even when I was applying, there was no option for textiles art. There was, you know, painting, architectural, um, sculpture, video art, all this stuff. But there was no textiles um, category, which is just, you know, another place that textiles has been excluded because mm. it's historically been seen as a women's medium. Um, Before you say anything, I'm just going to say that that is like so like wrong in that particular just to not include textiles in that I mean competition they probably do include textiles but they just haven't got the category for it so I don't know if that's not why they included me like you and dad said it's because my ideas are too too much for the Royal Academy and you know historically you're pioneering textiles obviously I'll be biasedly extreme but I you're you're pioneering it I am in my own way I guess but also the Royal Academy when it first opened when it first opened there weren't women allowed in it yeah. I don't think. At one point there were two women in it and they weren't documented in any of the like paintings or um things that celebrated the the academy at that time and they didn't include embroidery, te- textiles or paper cuts because they were associated with women doing them and it was a hobby, it was a craft and it was, you know, said to be done at home and there was no creativity involved. So okay. I mean, historically the Royal Academy has seclu- excluded th- these people, but I don't know if that's why they didn't include my art this time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You'll never know. Doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about female representation within industry, just in again in a broad sense, a very general sense. What was the example that you gave me this week about that? Um, I mean, I think it's a real extreme, but I was watching <laughs> Hell's Kitchen, and there are some sexist bastards on there, you know. Yeah. I mean, Americans aren't that pleasant most of the time anyway oh okay okay like sorry. On, TV. on hell's kitchen oh on hell's kitchen mo- yeah to be mo- fair most of them are just but like... even just the ke- like it's like it just rolls off their tongue the bitches and the yeah you know, yeah they even said the c word on there did they beep they beep do they beep i don't think it? so surely i don't think so maybe they I, I, to be fair i've never really heard americans use the c word Ever. Maybe it's just like new to them. I feel like I'm maybe I maybe misheard now. Oh, okay. You're making me doubt myself. I really do think he said it. Yeah, she he did actually. Because I remember it was a really bizarre swear like swear I don't even want to say it. Yeah. But anyway, so they're just really sexist on there. And I know that the it's like a high tension environment, mm. so you know, if you're sexist is definitely gonna come out in that environment because but also because it's men against women up until a certain point, like, it's more segregated. There was one guy that was like, this is why I don't have women in my kitchen, like, get the, yeah. get the fuck out. And then when he got kicked out, he was like, he was in the Marines, and he was like, this is why I tell women to get the fuck where they came from in my kitchen. And this, I had to Google it, because yeah. I was like, this guy cannot have, like, carried on his job. Like, I need to find out if he had to suffer any consequences for this. And I think he did get demoted or fired. I think being a chef is actually a really good example for representation, like gender representation in industry because like women, 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 yeah, that's it. Women cook daily and the kitchen is where, you know, a woman, a woman should be in the eyes of these people, you know, but at, at the top of the game, it's all it's male dominated it's the same with fashion a lot of fashion companies and magazines are owned by men so it's like beauty brands are owned by men really i don't know what the word is i feel like convoluted 
I don't know what that means. Okay, well, it just uh, it feels right to say <laughs> I'm going to say convoluted. It feels convoluted, but <laughs> but um, oh, that for it to be like that way. That's life. It's this sexist world. This is the world we live in. Is is how can that change? Us making a podcast, trying to change our you know our friendship groups, yeah. trying to branch out to wider groups. Have I mean, I went to a really good event. Um, on Thursday with Dad. Yeah. Um, my some of my art was in an exhibition that was put on by a hundred women I know. That's at a hundred women I know. Mm. Like one zero zero. If you want to check it out, they. I think it's it started off as a survey, and then there was a short documentary, and then a re, they've redone the documentary, and then they also have a book out now, um, and it's all about consent. I know that. I've gone on to the next topic that we would. That talk. nicely segues okay. into it. So okay, yeah, yeah no, consent. because I was going to say like go to events that 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 yeah, it was like go to seminars and panels and get out there and learn about oh, right, stuff. Okay. So that's why I, I okay spoke onto this. Well, is there anything else that you want to say about yeah, yeah, yeah. people in industry? Oh, um, you said you mentioned fashion. Like, I don't really, I don't really know much about the fashion world. Well, but I don't either. But just I just from knowing about feminism and reading about the world's injustices yeah um a lot of fashion brands are owned by men yeah a lot of magazines and you know people that are pushing messages are owned by men yeah and but it's also fashion is seen as frivolous and you know shallow and it's you know women that are into fashion and style is seen as pointless or you're an heir do you know what i mean there there are those stereotypes but then men can own it own these brands and they're big bosses do you know what i mean like there's still obviously hypocrisy everywhere yeah what about the idea that a man can like be at the top of a business like the ceo or the coo and you know be deemed as like a like a hard-headed businessman like almost good connotation with it Mm. but as soon as a woman gets to that top position it's almost like oh no she's a bitch yeah I mean, it's shitty, isn't it? Really? It's shit when that happens. A lot of people, or a lot of men feel inadequate with a woman in being... being Above them? Above them, yeah. Yeah. In in a professional sense, it's simple as that, probably. So what do you think, like, I I asked you earlier, but what do you think is the best way to do it, to to flip this? Is it education? I feel like education is important. 100% education. Not 100% education, but that is vital, because... But some people do love to live in ignorance and want to not like some people aren't nice. But you have to you can't have just acquired that. I mean, I mean sorry, you can't have just like been like like you had to have been nurtured that way. Yeah, to I understand be like that, that. because I I on I truly believe that everybody is kind of born wholehearted. Yeah, like, okay, I get nice. I yeah. guess. But you're you're okay. I I don't know. Like no, I'm just saying. I'm, like to an extent. Like even we were talking before you you got here. Like yeah. some people are just stuck in their ways. Yeah. And there's no point wasting your energy with. Of course, them. and they're lost cause. That's lost those. Cause. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I guess those people just leave them alone. But I would like to but, hope, or th- maybe it is just hope, mm. that one day, once upon a time they weren't a lost cause. Yeah, I guess but like just you so can look at it as in like so many eight, so many people older than us put up with so much crap, or you know, obviously we went through civil rights movements and yeah. and stuff, and then after that, 
people were still suffering in silence. And it does feel like now, I guess with social media, every day we're seeing examples of people talking out about injustice and fighting against injustice and actively trying to change. You know, you know in my art, I'm actively putting people of colour in my work because yeah. I feel like they're like, la- well, they are historically lacking and those are the people that need to be in art and need to be represented in art. So I guess, like, you know, creating content and having conversations and, yeah, learning... And it does feel like the client, you know, I don't know. It's so hard because there's huge masses of people in the world that f- support Trump and support bigoted people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I all I can do is have have these conversations, make my art, like yeah. try and engage, try and make my own change in small ways. Like that's all anyone can do, really. Yeah. And that kind of segues back into the the event that I went to. It was basically two documentaries and a book about consent. So the person that runs 100 Women I Know. Yeah, so I took Dad to an event and there was an exhibition, there was a film screening, there was a reading of parts of the book and then there was also a panel. So the event was called The Art of Consent. Um, some of my work that I made for Le Mans was part of the exhibition and there were some other artists there that kind of related to the theme and yeah so the the documentary is basically phoebe has asked 100 women that she knows about their experiences with sexual harassment or rape and consent and had these kind of very open conversations and the way that it was set up was very calm it was in it was in all each of their bedrooms it was all her friends as well they started with her friends and she said that you know a lot of these a lot of them had known each other for years and they didn't know this about each other so it really bonded them and really made the kind of feel from the documentary very much you know it's giving an insight into their experiences it and it felt very the wording is hard because you it is it was a, it was a beautiful way it was put together but obviously the content was so sad and but the way they were talking about it was was it felt like there was a calmness and a peace with how they were talking about it um it was really it was i didn't know what the event was going to be and dad came with me because obviously my work was in there so yeah. it was interesting sitting next to him and you know him hearing well he was obviously very moved he's a very emotional guy he was very moved by the videos and he coaches volleyball so he you know coaches young girls and I think that you know he sees how because of his experience with me he he understands mental health issues so when he sees young girls he can understand like oh you know they've they may be going through or they he know for a fact that they're going through what I went through at that age and so he knows how to kind of support or talk to the parents and you know create that kind of conversation around mental health so I'm sure that this kind of educated him as someone that wants to help young people and inspire them um so it was really it was really moving and then there was a really interesting panel um slum flower was part of it Richie Brave who's my new like favorite person who's Guyanese and he's gonna like take me under his Guyanese wing Mm. and I'm gonna bring you along with me um so they were part of the panel. There was the leader of the Women's Equality Party. There was someone that worked with young boys around masculinity and talking to young kids about that kind of stuff. Um, Richie, who has experience with domestic abuse rehabilitation um, with the perpetrators, and he's also had experience being a probation officer. Slumflower is a blogger. 
activist, you know, I love her. And then there was a poet, I can't remember all of these people's names, but there was a poet from North London um, who goes into prisons and goes into youth youth clubs and stuff and speaks to young people. And then there was a lecturer and activist, I can't remember her um, exactly, but it was just a really, a really important conversation that needs to be had because obviously rape is disgusting and scary and it's such a vile, vile thing. Um, and the word, even saying the word, is, it's an uncomfortable word. Yeah, it's a very harsh and, word for me. But for some, you know, for, it's it's people's realities. Mm. And, it, you know, for me, that someone that hasn't gone through anything like that, I need to listen to people and understand what they've gone through. Yeah. And, you know, as a human being, you're then, you're just understanding it more. Because yeah. actually, Phoebe said, you know, Part of it is also representation of rape in media, where it's used as a kind of hook in a TV show, and it's a very, very violent, extreme event, mm. and it's a stranger in a dark alley, um, and that's the main representation of it. Or the, the, you know, the victim. There's you know, they're just a victim kind of mentality uh, representation. Whereas Phoebe said that, you know, obviously sometimes it's your friends, it's people that are close to you, it's from a young age, it's it can happen at any age you know and it also isn't a an extreme event that will destroy your life you know she said it's some you you grow from it you 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 know you survive it, it mm. sort of thing so it was really it was really powerful to to listen to 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 the to the readings from the book and also to the panelists because there were so many amazing and really vital points that were being made one of which was uh, conversations about consent and how, you know, in education, in schools, these conversations need to be happening earlier. Yeah. And though at part of the Q&A with the video, someone asked about, you know, is this being shown? This We're very aware that this room, you know, we know what you're talking about. 99% of people in that room knew, you know, you're you're preaching to the choir, basically. So we need to go outside of these spaces and show others um and phoebe said that she has tried to kind of go to schools and show mm. things but obviously with young children there are certain ways things could be talked about and some of the some of that's quite graphic but she i think she said she was gonna edit it down and possibly create something that could be shown in schools because that is something that she really wants to do that would be really important um, and it's vital because you know there's so many double standards in education and you know one example is like when you're in primary school and you learn about periods, like, I don't think boys get taught about periods. Yeah. Like Girls are separated. We learn about that. You learn about, I don't know what, your voice dropping or your, your balls, your balls dropping, dropping and your you voice been. breaking <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff, maybe. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. even then, like everyone needs to be learning about all bodily functions. Yeah. And at these times, you need to be learning, like, don't touch, you know, this yeah. is your body. If you need to understand what is okay and what is not okay from a young age because, you know, it's obviously not a nice conversation to have, but unfortunately people are dealing with sexual harassment and violence and from a young age and there needs to be education in schools so that it stops the cycle of, you know, th these things happening without, I don't know, the resources within ourselves to, to know how to deal with it or know, yeah. you know to know how to reach out to someone for help earlier on. You know, there's... 
it definitely needs to start in schools, basically. Um, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be a very difficult thing to do because, as you said, it is a very graphic thing or <clears throat> not not necessarily always a graphic thing, but it, it, it like yeah. is deemed a very graphic thing and violent thing. Mm. And, you know, there is that kind of weighing up whether that's appropriate to, to show to... Uh, you, you wouldn't show it to kids. You'd probably yeah. show it to, like, teenagers... Not sure. But there's versions of this documentary or this, you know, education. Another point that Phoebe made about education was, you know, it's all well and good. Well, it's not well and good. You can't have your maths teacher or your media studies teacher coming into your class and teaching you about consent and all of these things. You need a specialist, someone that comes into the school building and gives these talks because if a teacher... A media teacher, if she's having to have a conversation about rape and consent with her students, she's there then having to teach them the next day. And there's, you know, it's it's creating a, I don't know, a weird environment where it's just uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Unnecessarily. Whereas if an expert came in and spoke to students on a level, um, I feel like it would improve. What the, the poet that was on the panel, he said that he t- spoke to his two-year-old son about the patriarchy. And people laughed in the room, but he basically said, like, he was watching a show called Paw Patrol, which I have no idea about. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he basically said there's, like, 25 boy dogs and one girl dog. Mm. And so he said that he kind of asked his kid, like, to question what he was seeing, like, you know, and he said basically contextually to the age where your child is at, they should be learning about these kind of ideas i mean the thing is it's so like you want your kid to like live through best blissful ignorance but at the same time you don't want them to just open their eyes one day and then they see all the horrors of the world like you want to empower your kids in in the structure i guess within the structure that that i guess it is about empowering and educating Mm. and then you can fight against the system i think that's where we've we've come to to this point today where you're like just socially aware all the time i don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing but especially when you're watching TV and things like, I don't, obviously I don't watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. But <laughs> now when I'm watching TV shows, I'm yeah. socially aware yeah. of what I'm watching rather than just completely soaking it in yeah. and seeing that it's a male-dominated cast mm. and just letting that be the norm. I'm watching what I'm seeing and thinking, actually, there's not enough women in this. Yeah, There's not enough female representation I saw Black Panther um, again. Rather than yeah. rather than still being ig- ig- blissfully ignorant about it, saying, "Oh, it's a you know, they couldn't have fit him in," like, yeah. or no, you've kind of got a we're we're beyond that now. No, you don't want to. I don't want to live with blinkers on. Like, I can't know that people are suffering. Yeah. And not you know, you can't. Yeah. But likewise, you've you've got to get on with your your life. Otherwise, it becomes very. Depressing but that's kind of what self care is about, and family and yeah. love. Do you know what I mean? Like, you 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 can't be switched on to these things all the time because you'll run yourself into the ground. Yeah, and that's why something like first world problems. I mean, I don't rate them. What? Just that that concept the phrase, of first, yeah the oh, phrase, yeah the phrase yeah because it's a crappy phrase. Yeah, I mean, see, but then I think like, am I just not? Am I just too serious sometimes like should i just take it as a joke too pc i guess that's what people say people have been saying that a lot people are too pc these days but i mean i don't blame people for being too pc politically correct yeah you no look, i know what it looks oh, okay. Josh, I know yeah what but PC you look bewildered means, but i'm just oh. thinking what do you mean like people are being overly cautious they don't want to say anything 
to well, to not offend or what? Yeah, or or people being overly sensitive. People think others are being overly sensitive. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Well, another example that the Women's Equality Party lead us mentioned was that, like, well, there's two examples. One is when sexism is talked about, like, um, sexual harassment in the workplace is talked about, for example. Mm. Um, it's, like, pushed to an extreme where it's like, oh, so you can't even, like, graze someone's knee in an office. Do you know what I mean? It's put to that extreme where it's com- it's sort of made out to be so ridiculous as, you know, and... I guess that's a way of, like, not humiliating, but, like, invalidating someone's experience and, and basically saying, like, oh, gosh, you're being so silly. Like, it's just a... I don't know what, but... It is how they felt it was. Yeah, exactly. So and it should be valid thing, and should yeah. be listened to. I mean, yeah. Okay, so beauty standards was the next kind of thing that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And then that leading to, you know, insecurities with women yeah well i mean do you think you're influenced by beauty standards yeah everyone's influenced by beauty standards but one thing that's happened in my favor is going back to mum that she never like had women's magazines and like that kind of media in the house growing up Mm. and she kind of always walked around in her underwear so i just saw like a natural body yeah so it's never been something that's like super sexual to me a woman's body or like lumps and bumps are are fine it's natural hair's natural like so i feel like that's made me quite non-judgmental for other people and you know my my um confidence has grown a lot in the like last couple years but you know until i was about 20 my confidence was zero and i felt like a piece of shit human being and an ugly piece of shit so definitely beauty standards like affect me because i'm taller than average yeah i'm hairier than average because i'm half brown and did media affect that because obviously there's so many shows like the, but it's the, not the, even just media the like, obvious example is the, the kardashians oh yeah but like even in the fashion industry you know or advertising they they use yeah. What are deemed to be pretty people. Well, literally, until like 19, people. Kardashians made me feel like a piece of shit human being about myself. And I like literally looking at the page made me feel so sad about myself. I'm so glad that like I've just evolved or grown or understood what beauty standards are and plastic surgery and all of these things going around. And now I just watch them for pure entertainment and I don't feel any way about their looks or anything like that. I'm not yeah. comparing because, you know. It's the same for guys as well, really. And, and although I like Instagram... Beauty standards for guys has, like, gone crazy. You know, there's so many more standards that that men have to adhere to nowadays. Like, although I love Instagram, like... It's, it, I don't it's, love it can Instagram, be very shallow. But, like, Instagram is, like, a cesspit of just... Well, my experience you know, of Instagram is, like, obviously just the, all yeah, babes yeah. and all, like, amazing art. But, I mean, I'm talking about what a typical Instagram what, is you, filled of. yeah. You know, with like ripped bods, and mm. do you know what? Do you know what happens to me when I'm going through my story? Is you know you get like the adverts. Yeah. I keep getting ones which are like wedge guys, like fit guys. Yeah. And they're like saying, "You want to get, you want to get this kind of bod in? <laughs> really? You know, I don't know, ten weeks. Just, just swipe up. Really? That's all you got to do. Swipe up. And I'm just like, no. How does it make you feel? 
Well, this is what what it comes back to being socially aware because they don't make me feel anyway. Because mm-hmm. I just, you know, there's always the the idea that you want to be a bit like fitter and. But the thing is, I'm just gonna say it. Not everyone likes abs. Like I'm here for a big belly on a boy, yeah, or a girl. Like I'm I'm just here for bellies. I don't like abs. Yeah, I'm not ab shaming, but that's not what I'm into. Yeah, and and you just need to you need to understand that a lot of the images you're seeing are altered in a way that is done on a computer and it's not even a real no literally no human being looks like that mm. in existence because it's been photoshopped um but yeah beauty standards are a piece of shit they really are i've been thinking about it recently because like i'm now that i'm single i'm really hairy again yeah and i'm like this is my natural body but like even within feminism, white girls have really, like, co-opted body hair conversation because it's all about, like, their hair is super light, so you can't really even see it anyway, and it's they dye it colours, and mm. it's all, like, oh, so pretty and stuff. But, you know, if you're a person of colour, hair is very much still policed and shamed. You know, afros are very much shamed. Mm. Um, whether that's some a kid that's not allowed cane rows at school or freaking kim kardashian talking about braids and you know co-opting of beauty co-opting of features that are prominent on black people yeah and when they're now fake and on white people yeah they're now seen as beautiful um you know there's so many double standards and it yeah i have been thinking about how being a hairy girl is very very long in this life yeah Especially, I mean, it's so cold at the moment. I don't think... Are we ever going to get summer? Winter's come. Winter's Winter came come. In, in Game of Thrones and it's come... And it's come now. To Earth. Via the beast from the east. Part two. Yeah, part two. But I, apparently it's going to be sunny next week. Most of the snow's gone from North London, but part of our garden's still snowy. Mm. Periods. Yeah. I'm going to find my tweet because I, I wrote a list and it got... So something that Hannah really kind of, I don't know, do you advocate for it, would you say? Yeah. No, so, okay, I'll just I'll just introduce... No, I do advocate for talking about periods. Yeah. I advocate, like, for shouting about how horrible periods can be because if I have to deal with it, you have to understand what this living hell is. Yeah. Let me explain to you. Literally, I will have my period. I'm going to read off all these symptoms so you can understand what that what that is like. Yeah. <laughs> but Why? Why i'm just laughing because i know this is going to be horrible but it's, it has for to be you done or for me for the, the boys in the room okay <laughs> <laughs> um literally i will have my period and then it will stop i will have one week of stress-free living yeah. where i'm not thinking about it then that leaves two more weeks basically in the month right that fourth that third week the hormone monster is creeping in. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> the hormone monster is saying hello. <laughs> and then the next week is horrible body pain. Yeah. Aches. Yeah, okay, let me read my list. <clears throat> Why periods can be so shit is my ha- heading of the tweet. You made this list? Yeah. Okay. I tweeted it. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, retweets. yeah, I saw it. Didn't retweet it. Well... Sorry. You should be ashamed of yourself because you should educate your... F- I'm just joking. You don't have I should, to. I you usually don't have just to. retweet everything that Hannah no. tweets. Okay. Heavy bleeding, achy joints and muscles, weak joints, bloating, painful swollen boobs, 
Stabbing pain from legs to lower back, mood swings, sensitive skin, extra clumsy and no spatial awareness, period poops, headaches and migraines, feels like you're wetting yourself when you're standing up, nausea, ruining underwear, expensive sanitary products and hearing your internal organs grinding away. You can hear it? I can, yeah, I can literally hear. It's it's an absolute horror show and... (laughs) It's something that half the world deals with. Yeah. And, you know, we're lucky that... I'm lucky that I'm in a country where we I do have access to sanitary products, but a lot of people don't in this country, for yeah. one. And there's a tax on them, a luxury tax. Then there's, to another extreme, you know, some women are shunned from their villages when they're menstruating, mm. which is just absurd. It's something so natural. And basically, yeah, if I have to deal with all of those symptoms... Yeah. I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to talk about it because I didn't even know that this suffering wasn't normal until I was about five years into having periods. Do you know what I mean? So then again, needs to be education and it's not just a period. It's like some people actually have serious conditions. So I haven't been diagnosed, but you know, obviously I know this isn't normal. It's just not specifically been diagnosed yet. People, I don't know where I was going to rant there. I just totally lost my train of thought. I had so much oomph, though. Is it alienated amongst women as well sometimes? Um, what do you mean? Like, like, people that have worse periods than others? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't think so. People that have what's considered a better period or some people will bleed they'll have a light period it will it won't be messy it will be for three days they have no cramps or they have like one hour of cramps and they're done that's it and so maybe those people don't understand but i don't think they would really belittle like another girl yeah i'd hope not but no, again, but they, it's about they might educating. not understand yeah, yeah, yeah. To, the, to the point where they're like oh this is how it was for me why why are you acting well that's like what that? it is i think because it was I mean, fine for me within medical within medicine anyway there's sexism and period pain and you know period related pain are not taken seriously within the medical profession um to the point where you know i've been almost 20 and and nurses have said you know sort of treated me as if i had my first period and it's like they're not actually taking the pain seriously i read well i've read previously that um period pain can be as um, painful as contractions yeah. and I saw a, a, a study recently it, they're also as, as, as painful as heart attacks obviously right. obviously not fatal but the, the, the extreme of pain okay. that people suffer through is obviously not taken seriously and that's I guess another part of why I, I'm always shouting about it because still you know people are suffering in, in silence and they're I mean, I'm just trying to go to a new doctor now so I can hopefully get some help. And really, it's just about not being embarrassed. Because actually, especially relating to periods and I guess with any kind of private-related pain, you're going to be embarrassed about it. And especially, I guess, specifically with periods, mum was like, Han, you have to go in and stand your ground. Like, you know, this is not normal pain and you don't leave there until they listen to you. And sometimes it takes for, you know, your mum to say like, come on, power through this and, and stand up for yourself because yeah. medical professionals just, you know, you're talking to an old man doctor that wants to get you out of his office. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, listen to you You complain about cramps. Yeah, I think it comes down to education again at school, but also within the household. Yeah. And it's all about just keeping that open conversation um, so you can kind of 
It's a natural not, thing. You don't you don't want to have to hide hide it. Yeah. And sh- and downplay that kind of pain because it's, it's a bodily it's real. function, <laughs> and you shouldn't you as with with the, any bodily function, you shouldn't feel shamed about it. Do you know what I mean? It's it, mums and sisters are dealing with it, and again within the household, like it, you're right. Like I've never I haven't felt that. I've never felt shamed or like mm. I have to cover up the fact that I'm on my period. But I'm you're you're making me realise a lot of girls have to just pretend they're not or, yeah. or they, they can't mention it and they can't complain about it openly if they're, they're dealing with, with pain and stuff. So, yeah. I did an embroidery about periods recently and it was very, like, it felt empowering, kind of. Yeah. Because it's so shit. What's keeping us awake at night? Oh. Unfortunately, oh. I... Do you know My what heart. I... D- oh. Well, your heart, yes. My, I got, my, my heart's been broken by two North London boys this year, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't educated myself enough. Oh, God, I use the word education too much. I haven't researched uh, enough about this whole sceptre ordeal. Yeah. It's very upsetting. I saw the video, but I... I, I the video I was embarrassing in itself because he is a 35-year-old man and he's putting his fingers in his ears when yeah. his... His girlfriend is talking about what was it politics? Politics, like she's talking about serious stuff, and she's someone as have you who has faced a lot of adversity in your given field and in life due due to being black and you know Naomi Campbell was a woman, you know they've faced adversity and he is doing no 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 I don't want to hear it in his ears like interrupting yeah. her, um, and it's just embarrassing and. I was talking to Molly and Zaria about it because it is it is heartbreaking and the timeline is kind of divided between people that are like, oh, what do you expect from him? Like, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to have exactly the right thing to say. Mm. But then it's like, well, don't embarrass yourself and your girlfriend and all, like your integrity by going no, 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 basically, yeah. because... You'd rather grime, he just grime sat is, back and didn't say anything. Just say no comment if you want. But yeah. Grime is anti and he He's he has critiqued he well, he has critiqued politics. That is better than saying I don't want to hear it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He is he has had political opinions and I just feel like his whole like community and greatness only and the charitable work and stuff that he's done with like kids and Levi's and all of these things do add up to him being socially aware and socially yeah. conscious. He cares in a lot of ways. Um, but then it's just like, you also can't be posting this, like God is a woman race, one love we're one human race kind of thing. When there are power structures in place in this world that are keeping others back. And yeah you know you're part you were part of that system and then it's also like you know i i i cannot express how much i love skepta like yeah. i genuinely can't and he was the there are so many for... he was literally like as soon as i saw this picture that olivia rose took of skepta it was my phone background and he was looking off into the distance really really smart looking and handsome and i was just thinking he's not thinking about this politics guy. in that picture like he's he's thinking about like it just, it just shat, like Zari said, it just shattered the, like shattered our, the illusion. Basically, it definitely, uh... and it's just, it's just crap because you know he, he obviously has a lot of, he does have integrity and he does have, mm. ca- like, care for women and, 
the people. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand how people are, are saying, like, what do you expect from him? When it's like, you're a grown man, like, just say you don't want to, you'd, you'd rather not. Yeah. But then it's like, he also did interrupt Naomi Campbell talking about Nelson Mandela's house, asking about Wi-Fi. So anyway, I'm going to read what Skepta said in GQ, part of his GQ. If it had just left it as Skepta and Naomi Campbell on the cover and there was no video and no interview, we would have all been so happy. <laughs> We'd be like, oh my gosh, this is Britain. This is beautiful. Like, wow, what a freaking power couple. And now it's just like, Naomi Campbell, you're queen. Skepta, you've just, you've just, our hearts are like, you're... The question is, are you a feminist? Skepta. I am for feminism. I stand up for women standing up for themselves in the same way I stand up for being black. At one stage, whites were racist to blacks. But now, black rappers are saying stuff like, white bitch, um, she sniff a line in their songs. But if a white rapper said black bitch, even if it wasn't followed by anything derogatory, even if he then called her the most beautiful flower, he'd get crucified. I think there's going to be a massive toppling. Women are going to be battering men for a little while. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in this. One of which, due to freaking power structures at play, black bitch is a derogatory term. I mean, it is a derogatory term anyway. So it doesn't matter what it's followed by. That's that's an offensive term. Yeah. And because of the power structures in play, that carries a whole lot more weight than, you know, white bitch. I'm not going to be calling anyone a white bitch because I'm just, I'm not. I'm not condoning that either. But, you know, you can't be ignorant and you can't also say, like, they used to be racist. To, you, you they used to be sexist. You can see where he's coming from. No, but with, you can't but, be, like, put like tiptoeing around this. Like, you like you get that... Listening to Scully and Joe's podcast, no, their Sunday roast, like, you do get where he's coming from. Basically, Scully used the analogy that he was blindfolded. It's like he was blindfolded. He, like, went to shoot a goal... For yeah. a goal, but he was he couldn't see, and he just assumed, he turned around and assumed he'd hit it. Yeah. So he said, like he thinks he kind of said all these buzzwords and just thought, yeah, I've done, I've answered the right <laughs> thing there. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, you can't start a, fe- a question about feminism. It can't end in women are going to be battering men for a little while. See, I now. didn't get that. Like, what does how, what does he mean by that? That's what I'm saying. Like you. Is is he is he trying to say that it's shifted because that's not what it is? Like women are speaking out about injustice and their treatment. Yeah, that's not man bashing. I know there is man bashing involved in some feminism. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like that's not the goal. Like the goal is women are sharing their experiences. They want justice. They want better. They want respect. They want equal rights. Mm. All these things by being vocal about that. Like, I just... It's derailing. It's derailing to say, are you a feminist? And then ending, it's going to be battering men because that's not what feminism's about. Feminism is about people, it being fair for everyone. You know, men and women. Mm. Men are victims of the patriarchy. Young boys to old men are victims of patriarchy because they have been, you know, pushed into this direction of what masculinity is meant to be. And that's strong and hard-headed and tough and you know, not emotional, and that has created literal, you know, sociopaths, but also suicidal men mm. because they have no avenue for expressing their emotions, you know, and and that's, that, that, that's a shit thing that men have to deal with as part of the patriarchy. So that's what we're all trying to, like, break down because it's not fair. The, the, the 
we're, what we're living in isn't fair for men and women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that was a bit of a letdown for Skepta. I know that this conversation happens with, it's like, separate the art and the artist, but it's just irritating because it's like, you know that you have got this impression based on what the work that he's put together. Mm. And obviously part of that will go against kind of, I don't know, it's just half, half-hearted, half I guess. But it, it does seem that he's almost too light or, or been changed in some way to be more arty and i was listening to hypocrisy which he only released last year and the intro to it was talking about like selling out like all this stuff and it's like everything he was saying i was just thinking skeppy like that's that sounds like you a little bit you know Mm. and it's like that was only last year you didn't it's just disappointing my like north london king is sad i've always rated jamie more yeah that's the thing like but that is the thing like how yeah like you know, Jamie, when he's talking, he's got his principles and he knows what he's saying about yeah. them. Like, it, 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 you're right, Josh. The circles they're going in, like, because I'm assuming Jamie is still in North London. He's just living yeah, he's living his, his life, team. playing his games, making music. You know. He released an album called... What, okay, Jamie? I, yeah, I thought you were going to say Integrity. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I just thought I just oh, assumed that you'd finish my sentence Sorry, for I'd, some reason, but I thought you were talking about like he just released a new project, no, 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 but right. I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. But yeah, like he, that, that's what he's all about. Yeah, big up Jamie. I love him too. You're right, but I mean, the thing is, with the, but the the skeptic thing is because he has shown signs of. Like he, with an interview with Westwood, he's like, you know, man them that cry, like share your feelings, like your, you know. There are oh, there are signs, so it's just disappointing. I'll let you introduce this next piece that we debuted last last oh, month. Oh, I gotta say it again with yeah. the the, the same oomph. It. Yeah. Okay, let me drink my drink first. Okay. <clears throat> you piece of twit. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> but your tweet, I haven't yeah, got a tweet. You don't have a tweet this week, but I. I mean, I pulled up a tweet which I couldn't actually find, annoyingly, but I remember it. It was a tweet from a British MP uh, about the Commonwealth or Mm. the British Empire. And it had all the emoji flags for all the countries. Missed a few. Missed Guyana, actually. No, but that's what I'm saying, of Commonwealth. But it said... Like, does the Commonwealth not exist still? Oh, yeah, it does. So maybe it was British Empire. It was British Empire then. But all... all Anyway, it doesn't matter, but it was like... The tweet read, 2.5 billion people around the world, part of the British Empire or Commonwealth, can't actually remember what it was, um, are happy to be, like, part of this, this, you know, cool team. This, like, Avengers-style team of countries. Um, Thoughts? Fuck the British Empire each and every time. Mm -hmm. I need to read up. Like, I actually... One of my purposes in life is thoroughly researching and making art and spreading awareness about colonialism because yeah. it's something that is not understood, the severity of it and the destruction it's caused worldwide. Yeah, You know, that's part of education as well because obviously white people are writing the history books and we're in an education system where these things are being missed out. And it's a farce. It's an absolute farce because... You know, mum wasn't born in this country. Mum was born in a country that had been two years independent. Mm. Her dad is such a prejudiced man that... (laughs) (laughs) What a man. Prejudiced guy that 
And it is purely down to colonialism because you're a fucking immigrant. You can't be prejudiced against black people. You just can't. Hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of Asian people have problems with black people. So that's another topic that we should talk about. Well, I I was just about to say, maybe maybe some next episode will be colonialism because that is a big topic. Well, not necessarily colonial. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. That's That's the, again, that's the broad term. But... I think we're going to wrap it up there. I mean, yeah, you sort of just like dropped in colonialism and then you're just like, all right, bye. Yeah, I'm going to tease them. Maybe next month it's it will a be colonialism. horrible topic. Okay, maybe not. It really riles me up because people don't understand. Like, even... Oh, man, it's... Yeah, it's fucking horrible. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my feelings now. All right, we'll leave Sorry. you with that. We'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, or We yeah. hope you enjoyed listening to... The past three months of worth of podcasts, even though, I mean, some people have said more, but uh, we just can't really do that. And also, it's not it's not that deep <laughs> to, do, cute, to do that. a weekly cute, one. Um, sweet. But um, yeah, next month will be April and we don't know what we're going to be talking about. So hopefully we'll see you then. Have a great month and life. Because <laughs> you may listen to it at any point. We'll be back on the last day of every month talking more controversies. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mroganjosh, spelt M-M-M-R-O-G-A-N-J-O-S-H and at Hanecdote. And join the conversation using hashtag WokeWorld. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.